I think. Hey world, what's up? It's me, Nate, your host of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. I'm here live in the Bash High Blue Jewelry Studio. Um, my lighting is horrible, so that's my wish for 2022. Better lighting and a better camera. So if you're feeling froggy, you can always cash at me at dollar sign boot prints. Um, and all of your funds will be used towards a new brand new spanking camera. And if you're really feeling generous, a whole new Apple laptop. I know that's asking for a lot, but a closed mouth does not get fed. Um, today, I'm going to be doing a recap over some events that I went to. Um, some things that I have coming up. I'm going to be speaking on that. Um, we have a few hot topics. Um, we have Sharon Nixon of uh, the Fashion Umbrella Baltimore Fashion Week shows at Fashion Week um, joining us today as well. We have a few hot topics that we want to talk about. Um, everybody start doing your research on who's coming up in your midterm election. I know a lot of states have already had their midterm, but this year is Maryland's um, in a few months. So please do the research on your candidates, um, on some of these judges, on um, the, what is it, the something college? What is it, the, not the voters college, the electoral college uh, votes. I believe they are up for reelection this year as well. So please let's really, um, I think they are up for re-election this year. So please let's do our best and our due diligence to get them in. We do not need the Republicans to win back the office. They're just waiting to cancel things. They've already been, they've been somewhat supportive, still a couple a-holes out there, um, but they have overall been um, really keeping ahead forcing things to halt and slow down when it comes to um, their job, actually. Um, hopefully this new um, uh, Supreme Court justice, she'll be getting in uh, without any heartache um, as they gave to um, uh, Obama's selection. Uh, also, um, Mental Health Month, as we're actually in Women's Health Month, but I wanna, like we're celebrating Black History Month every month, I wanna celebrate mental health awareness every month. Um, I've just been in a, a number of meetings um, with artists and entrepreneurs and some community members as well, but I'm noticing there's a healthy, unhealthy level of mental health um, unawareness, um, if that's even a word, um, in our communities and people are just living with it in a space where people can talk about it more and it's not such a, you know, an unspoken thing anymore. You now, now that you are comfortable speaking about it, I need us to get more comfortable with doing something about it. 
And just staying in therapy for the rest of your life isn't helpful if it's not um, advancing you, if you're not growing in it, if it's just become a good kiki session with this therapist that you've grown accustomed to. Um, go find one that's going to make you uncomfortable and force you to change and force you to break through some of those things. I'm just finding that there's a lot of mental health um, issues floating around and people are comfortable with them. And that whole mantra of this is just me has become a thing. And it's very unhealthy um, to say the least to walk around with that on your shoulders and, and actually bring other people into that. It is, it's a very unhealthy and unsettling thing. And this is not coming from a judgmental space. It's just, it's hard to do business with individuals that are suffering in that way. Um, it's hard to have relationships with individuals that way. I've had plenty of conversations with a few friends recently, and that seems to be the issue in dating and being in relationships. People having unresolved mental um, health issues, and they're not doing anything about it. It is not fair to subject other people to um, the things that you struggle with. And now as your friends and your loved one and as community, it is our responsibility to do whatever we can do, but we can't make the decision for you to get help. Um, I think, what is it, the 50-50 law or something like that, where you can um, admit someone? I think that's still a thing. I think that's the name of it. Um, I don't want to ever have to do that to someone. But in many cases, it feels like if that person is an danger to themselves and the people around them, it's, it's done. Uh, uh, I really am in a space where I want to help more with people. 5150, that's it. The 5150 law where um, you can commit someone, but you have to show reason, um, strong reason and examples of them not being... Uh, them being a danger to themselves and the people around them. And that's an extreme, uh, but I really feel like um, we have to find a way to handle things and make decisions for ourselves. If you know somebody has spiraled out of control, be vigilant of them, watch them, be, pay attention to them. I've had several family members uh, who committed suicide, I've had family members who attempted to commit suicide and it's not a good thing to walk into somebody's home and they've shot themselves in the head. And that seems really jarring, but it has happened. I've witnessed it happen. Um, I've watched people overdose. They took pills because they just wanted to go to sleep. They wanted to, whatever that, that thing was on them, they wanted to get rid of it. And we have to be more protective of our loved ones. Um, I'm tired of people coming out in droves when someone has died or sharing all their wonderful memories of a person on social media after a person has made that choice. Um, but for me, it's too late at that point. And I don't even like seeing that because you haven't done much to um, support that person. So let's figure out ways to um, counteract those things and, and make them not solutions. Um, for that person, but I'll, um, I'm planning a show with a actual therapist and such, where we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, 
I don't want to make the show so heavy that that's what we're talking about, but I definitely want to um, find a space to talk about it because I'm watching too many people um, choose death or choose suicide over living uh, because there's nobody that cares. And then when a person does kill themselves, all these people come out on social media sharing photos of that person. When If you would have did that when they were alive, just imagine what you could have prevented. But I'll digress for the moment, but it's definitely coming back. Um, our guest for the day is Miss Sharon Nixon. She's come onto the show. Um, and this being fully transparent, I really thought today was Thursday. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought today was Thursday. It's not. Um, is she on the screen now, Marty? I can't tell. Yeah, I mean. You here? Um, yeah, So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so I'm gonna start with one, tell people who you are. Oh, my um, name even is, though you've been on the show a handful of times, a whole bunch of times, let people know who you are. Um, my name is Sharon Nixon, and I'm the founder and chief volunteer for the Fashion Umbrella Foundation. Did you also, said chief volunteer? Chief. No, I thought you said chief volunteer. Yes, because we're a volunteer organization. Oh, we got to change that. Ah, that's what the, the Maryland... Um, Nonprofit Association, the, the general counsel told me that's what it should be. Because when does paid, he get paid for his job? Yeah, he gets paid. She gets paid for her job. Oh, okay. She's so, the one I called because she said I couldn't be like CEO and none of that because we don't pay people. Yeah, we're and you have a board, a pool or something. Right. Yeah. We're a volunteer organization, so I'm the chief volunteer. People like that, they always tell you what you can't do, but I'm sure they're getting paid for their volunteer position in some way. Just saying. You're right. But I appreciate all the organizations out there because they're giving out a lot of grants right now. So I appreciate y'all, but stop giving us advice that y'all don't take heed to yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tell us who you are and what you do. Um, like I said, I'm Sharon, and I am also in charge of Baltimore Fashion Week. Now, Gracefully Paul is did a spinoff, so now it's the shows at BFW, and I'm really excited. <laughs> so this past weekend, we got to, well, you got to facilitate a, or you were a speaker at the Baltimore Black Arts District's sponsored um, event called um it's it's a part of their initiative to um help businesses and artists uh find funding and and reignite businesses so on and so forth um and you were my first facilitator at the event that myself and Shinya Wright host um uh presented by uh Black Arts the Black Arts District here in Baltimore the first Black Arts District here in Baltimore. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you enjoyed and what you liked and what oh you may have want to see improved? I don't know about improvements. I don't. I don't have anything that I would say about it. It was just I was talking to um, a couple of people 
about my experience and how awesome it was. And I know this is going to sound weird. I know. But when I, and did I tell you this Saturday when we went to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll say it and you'll say, oh, yeah, you told me that. So I know I did tell you this because I was embarrassed to tell you. But uh, well, well, when they invited me to go, I'm like, me? Really? You think I should do this? Because I consider myself to be very corporate like. So I never, ever, ever, never thought that there would be any type of real estate available for me to present in uh, uh, um, a platform like that. I thought that, you know, one, I wouldn't fit in, two, I wouldn't know what to say. Um, and it was just the complete opposite. We want to make them talk. It's so rude. <laughs> so it was really, it was really, really awesome. It was so, it was so awesome. So part of that initiative was me coming up, well, a big part of that was me finding, the word I want to use is not appropriate, um, and me wanting to support the makers and entrepreneurs of my community. Um, that was kind of what became the goal. Um, what, what, what was happening was I saw a lot of people starting businesses and running businesses, including myself, and, and there were things that were needed, um, whether it be funding. Um, I know for me, I definitely need another uh, person in this space being an artist because being the administrator, being the office manager, being, you know, the creative, um, the face, it becomes difficult to handle all that on your own. And one of the things that even personally I saw, it was just hard to manage all of that. And on top of that, I'm a big person on customer service. um, And I saw that there was a, a steep, decline in customer service. Um, and I've been, you know, if this isn't something that just started, but what I noticed is it's one thing when you work for someone else's company and you have bad customer service, um, but when you own your own company and you have, that's like the manager coming out being just as rude as the cashier is being. So that just, it does something to me when I see that because Without your customer, you don't have a business. I don't care how much of your savings you put into it. You don't have a business without them. And I saw a lack of concern for the customer, specifically through the pandemic, where people were raising prices. People were very short. They didn't even want to talk to you on the phone. They just directed you to a fax section on their website. And I just saw that being an overall problem. And I wanted to get to the bottom of it. So if you don't know, uh, Breon, uh, Lady Breon, a uh, poet extraordinaire, is the executive director of the Baltimore Arts District. And Kenneth uh, Morrison uh, is the uh, events manager of Baltimore Office of, I said Baltimore Office of uh, Black, there's <laughs> so many acronyms for everything, the Black Arts District. And I brought, to bo- I had a, a personal conversation with both of them. And I let both of them know that that was something that I wanted to do. Um, something that I felt like, you know, 
being as though they're the newest arts district, specifically um, for the face of Black artists, um, I thought it would be a great space to start that initiative. And uh, last month, we did the first one um, in conjunction with Shingir's uh, Black Mall series, series where we'll have vendors, um, and then it's accompanied by an actual workshop. And going forward, the workshop's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna actually be a workshop format. We've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of the um, participants, and we wanna make sure that they're getting what they are supposed to get. And many people are afraid that people are gonna choose not to take the workshop if it's not done in the way that we did it this week. Um, for you, Sharon, you shared something, and I appreciate the sentiment that you shared after the fact, but part of me is I like to see people win. Like, I really do. One, because I know what it feels like not to have that um, support system and you having to start and initiate things on your own and sometimes work through them on your own. Uh, but that's my energy. It has nothing to do with me wanting anything or me getting free um, Cheesecake Factory food after none of those things. Who's hungry? Who coming? I need a ride. Who coming? Yeah, who? well, that was that was necessary. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to save some for lunch, and I ate it for a snack that night. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, nothing like a chicken and biscuit dinner from Cheesecake Factory. I'm just saying, Cheesecake, if you're looking for the sponsor, I like your chicken and biscuit dinner. <laughs> But, I, uh, but ultimately, that is the energy behind my support. And because and some people are leery of me supporting because they're not used to somebody just wanting to see people naturally win and not want anything in return. Um, and often, I should look out for me more. And I am starting to look out for me more. Uh, but it's definitely from a space of knowing what it feels like to not have it and then wanting to just genuinely see people succeed in life. Um, so in your, you like the event, what are, what are some of the, um, I guess, take backs from it? Or takeaways rather from it? Oh, I don't have any, really any takeaways. I, if, if I were to do another, it was, it was weird for me to stand up there and just talk versus mm -hmm. because when you and I talk, I said, oh, you know, I, I, my, my mental picture or vision of the workshop was completely different than what I noticed when I got there. So, um, <laughs> so when when I was sitting there, I was trying to in my mind, I was like, "Okay, Sharon, this is a whole different platform. You want to have to wing it." And so, I, I hope I did. I don't. I don't even know. Well, you're I'm not. So first of all, you didn't wing it because you definitely had an agenda. So I he wasn't did. thinking I don't that. Think I followed it though. Yeah, but see, your your teaching style is that of a like visual. So I you guess. are a visual teacher, meaning you you are most comfortable when you have uh, learning aids with you, say projector or computers or a flip chart. You you are you are most comfortable in that space. But often, especially as teachers, um, and this is a, if you have not seen, um, every two weeks I have a, um, a live on Mondays um, where we do 
uh, we teach about different learning styles. Mm. Um, and it's very important if you are a teacher and if you are a learner, for you to understand your teaching style, for you to understand. So a teaching style, learning style is how I give information and how I get information. And it can be translated into your interpersonal skills, how you relate at work, not just in a classroom setting, but for you, the way you, that you feel most comfortable teaching is when you have those learning aids with you. However, not everybody learns the way you teach. So sometimes that room was definitely a bunch of um, individuals who don't typically sit still and learn. Um, they may have a different learning style where they may be hands-on, or they may be auditorial learners, or they may be, you know, kinetic learners where it's something physical um, they have to touch or they learn as from experience. Um, but it's, it's, to me, and this is part of, we, we have a recap, we have a meeting every week with the Black Arts District, and this was this past Tuesday, um, a portion of the conversation where we kind of went over and went around and talked about what was most effective. And people sometimes forget that people have different learning styles. So we're kind of figuring out how to create that natural atmosphere where people just stop and listen, uh, opposed to them being in a separate space where they're sitting down and learning traditionally. Um, and we have to find a happy meeting. And that's part of what I'm in this next month that I am thinking about. Um, how does that most effectively work? And do we need to change locations? Do we need to switch around the configuration of the space that we have? Um, and we're figuring that out. So that's in the works. So did they, I'm just curious, how, what did they think of, because to me, I felt like I didn't stick to the agenda. I mean, I, I talked and it was very mm -hmm. passionate that it was. Um, because you know, as, as, as I was looking at the room, it's like, okay, so what I usually talk about, I can't talk about the here, I just have to keep it 100. And so that's kind of sort of what I did. I don't know if it was, um, if the delivery was accepted or not, I, I, I'm assuming, I don't know. Well, it was, it was very much so accepted because I, we got quite a few, um, well, I got quite a few, um, you know, I did surveys right. um, after your uh, presentation. And that was one of the things people were thoroughly um, impressed. What was said and, is, and part of my opening and introducing you was to put them on um, notice that you have this entity in your very city and you ignore it. Um, and we, we have to stop waiting for things to be super successful and Jay-Z and Beyonce saying something about it before we take notice. You right. know, before Sharon Nixon is mentioning a two chains video, we have to take notice <laughs> before that, that moment. And that's typically how things happen. Yeah, it's true. You know, how people, you in the fashion world, until you see it in a music video, you're not going to wear it. Yeah, true. You know, and that's sad because they are getting their fashion from you and you're waiting for them to make you feel comfortable wearing your own style, which mm -hmm. is stupid. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm not going to go into the deep end with that. But ultimately, that's why I introduced you the way I did, because they need to know you have as a as a uh, patron of the art, you have to often go out and seek the things that you want to see yeah. or seek out things that you wouldn't or try things that you wouldn't naturally try. You yeah. know, um, how many how many times would that group have 
and and in that capacity cross paths with you. And that's right. one of the right. things that we want to make sure. So I'm right. not gonna peek, I'm not picking the people who are, you know, the most famous. Shout out to the black arts district, black genius art show and um AO fashions and ABO. And those people have, you know, are starting to be noticed in the city for the work that they're doing. But I don't want to just pick people who are popular. I want to pick people who are doing the work that is necessary and that is needed from the people who are in need of it. Um, uh, and but the response was very positive. We didn't get, and and that was a younger crowd. And for yeah. them to um, actually, I was applauded for being able to get that many um, surveys done because it was such a young crowd. Um, and they had, and they didn't just, you know, just Check doodle. They wrote like actual notes oh, wow. on there. Like in each section, it was like five questions that I asked. What I did notice, one of the questions that I asked was, what is your ask? Mm. And most people, including you, left that blank. And that was amazing to me. Yep, you left it blank. I went through all of them. And that's fine. But that lets us know that people don't know what to ask for. And the all the other questions were like, well, how was this beneficial to you? How would you improve this? Or, you know, um, how do you what, know that was, was your My name away? was on it. Say it again. My name was on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I felt I didn't. Okay, so I took the survey, but that was my first time being in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm still like kind of sort of coming, like you pushed me, like Sherry, you're doing it. You didn't tell me what I was walking into. You were like, Sherry, you be there. Here's the day, here's the time. This is what you're doing. I need you there. I'm like, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming around the corner now. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. almost there. And it was just, that was the, I am 57 years old and I have never, ever been in an environment like that. And by the time I left, and I was telling somebody the other day, I felt that was the first time I actually felt like a, black woman when mm-hmm. I left that event that night it was so powerful although I was sitting there and you know just soaking it all in because I'm like I felt like a sore thumb not, what is it no not a because sore we thumb. typically go to events like that and it's majority white people there or other that or people that work in corporate America and those type of people mm-hmm. but I was like yo Corporate America needs to come in more often. Like, cause it, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. And then even- Well, they're not starting to take notice. Time. So some of the funders that you saw there, there were three organizations. One was Baltimore Black Arts District. And it's right. not Baltimore Black Arts District. It's the Black Arts District of Baltimore. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and it, it was a organization called BCAB there. And there was another one, I think it's Collective, collectivity um they were all they all give money and or resources to individuals to help them move their businesses along black arts district gives a monthly stipend uh grant each month up to a thousand dollars for you to do your event Mm -hmm. and that's it um the other organization helps you with a lot of the the planning and building your strengthening your platform of your business and then the other organization does a lot of crowdsourcing and 
collective responsibility and giving. Um, but many of the many of the responses that I got were really um, necessary and needed um, in terms of people. That was their response. Like this was needed. I um, mean, a lot of people, people who were half your age felt the same way you did, where they're not typically in a space where there are actual services that are readily available to them. It's right. normally- And that's openly shared. Right, you gotta jump through hoops, mm -hmm. or you gotta be, become a member, or you gotta X, Y, Z. All they had to do was simply show up and talk to the people who were there. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, it was very interesting to me that that was the one question that many people, and they filled out all the rest of them. It was very few people who knew what their ask was. Because often we attach our ask to what is available. And that's not, you. your ask is normally much bigger or much simpler than what is actually available to you. Like my ask is, I need help. Can you help me? get my business to a place where I can hire more help. Yeah. That's my ask, mm -hmm. you know, along with paying off my school loans and can you do that? So on and so forth. But well, ultimately, back, can I send it back to you? Nope. Maybe you got to come to the next time. You got to come okay. to the next no one. Problem. I'll be there. But it's, 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 that, it's that mentality that it was interesting to me because even someone like you who have been doing this for over oh 15 God, years, no, it's but it's no, it's it's to it's for you to improve. Because that's something that as black people we suffer with. We don't know how to ask for what we want or what we yeah. need. Yeah. So that's that's a problem in our business, and that's something the reason behind this. So if you don't know how to do HR uh and build your company up from that perspective, you don't know how to handle a person other than fire them when they're giving you bad customer service. You don't know how to develop that in yourself as a business owner. So it's things that we don't know and we try to fake it and we're doing all the wrong things and wonder why our sales aren't what they are or how we were busy the first month and then it all went down. Well, they experienced you through that first month and they decided not to invest their money in you anymore because you were rude. But then it could be too that my ask is funding. And then when you ask and you ask and you complete and you submit and you don't get it, it's just like, you know what? But, but but in this case, if that was your ask, you didn't write it on the paper one. <laughs> you okay, were, so um, hey, Crystal, Crystal says so true. Uh, part of, and Crystal, if you, if you, um, can, if this Crystal from IMC, uh, let me know what your takeaway from that event was as well. But that's your ask and that's fine. But you had three different organizations that could put you in a place of either of making sure your company is aligned to get money and receive money. And then you had two organizations that offer grants. Right. Like, so that that is not I put it. part of I'm your ask. Yeah, I'm with that part of the ask. But I think in your mind, you know how much money you want, and you don't think that they can get you that amount. But they can get you something that will get you in a place of somebody else that can give you some more grants. I'm, I'm gonna go now. The next one, well, in April, we'll be doing one on fundraising. I couldn't Ooh. get the person I wanted for this month because she's so booked and busy. 
uh, but she'll be coming in uh, in April to do a fundraising workshop. And she's actually um, one of the fundraisers, major fundraisers for MPT Radio. Oh, okay. so I know somebody who works in MPT Radio and I don't have funding because I did not know my ask. Well, I mean, this is a good way through the event for all of us collectively to um, nurture and grow our ass or open it up. Just have you know the confidence I mean? in asking. That's how it first starts. You have to first have the confidence in asking because you some of those people didn't have a problem with coming up to you and just talking to you or asking or rather asking you about you. But how how much of you had to then go to them like, well, tell me something about you. And it was difficult for them to even get started. Well, I'm kind of, that's what I was getting all night. Like, you see I'm in this position to be able to help you. You know, it was some people who I gave the surveys to and they didn't want to fill it out. But then they came around once I was, they, I, they identified what I was there for and they began to talk to me about their business. I didn't, I don't want to hear it, put it on the paper. <laughs> Thank you. Because that's that's what it's there for, and that's that's one of the issues. To so the people who did not fill out the form, we want the help. We don't want to do the. It's going to take some work. Some of the the way some of the grants say in this city is going, especially for artists and entrepreneurs. A lot of the grant, a lot of the grants have become so simplified mm -hmm. because so many people, specifically from our culture, complained of how biased they were towards mm -hmm. people of color. Mm -hmm. They require things that we didn't necessarily have resources for, right. or right. it was stuff that other schools, if you got those resources, they prepared them, but we wasn't prepared for them. Right. So a lot of the grants, if you notice, over the last five years have gotten very simplified mm -hmm. and how they, is the submittables, you know, submittables, and it's very little information that they asking you. They ask you for your demogra demographics. Um, and then a little bit of a narrative about what you're doing. I just did a grant for the grip fund. And that was the first time I think I successfully did a grant. Because I took a lot of the stress off of myself in terms of making it so big. But also, they made the process very simple. Mm -hmm. So even somebody who was doing it for themselves would feel comfortable filling out the grant. But that was just really interesting to me that... Um, that question was one of the questions that were left out. Um, especially when I introduced everybody to the survey saying, this survey is to help us to bring more useful services uh, to this event for you. So that should have been a time when people just, people was asking for food, we should have free food here. That food is not gonna pay your bills the rest of this month. Right. So when is the fundraising one in April? In April. So it's going to be either the, I think that's the um, the 30th oh, good. or the 20, uh, 23rd or the 30th of April. And then the next one is March the 26th, which is crazy because I got like five things to do that. Day. You better show up. I shouldn't have said that. I'll, you shouldn't have. Somebody gonna be mad at me. Are you coming, Nate? Are you coming? Oh, I'm getting my money. It's gonna be in the same uh -huh. place. Huh? It's gonna be in the same place. 
we are, I'm saying yes for now because we haven't decided on another place, but more than likely we may move to another location that's a little bit bigger where we have a separate room for the workshop. That was the biggest um, ask. Um, the component where you got a free hair shot. Did you get your free hair shot? No. I was busy. I mean, I get that, but you got to take time for the things you need as well. I mean, you had gotten all dressed up and all that. I wasn't dressed up. I mean, you were business appropriate for the event. It wasn't like you came in there with hot pants on or something. No, I wasn't disappropriate. But again, and, and many people complain about those types of things not being readily. This girl, and I know she did more than 25 PS shots. I know she did. Because I did about 30 surveys out of maybe 50 people that was there. And most of them people got hair shots. So I know she did. She she offered 25. And she was a, she's a young photographer, but she was offering free hair shots. Oh, is that the young lady that works for B Fly? Worked with blue, yeah, she had the blue jean shirt on. Mm -hmm. And the yellow, I mean the beige cat cardigan. Was mm. she like I don't know what that was. I know she had on a blue. She was the one that was holding the camera. She was in that. Oh, her, 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 her. Okay. I know you talked about. Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. but she she that was she's a young photographer and she offered that service one to promote herself, but also to go along with the event. And she was part of, she was sponsored by Black Art District, but um, some people didn't take advantage of it. I mean, I know I didn't, but I'll, I'll have opportunities in the future. You know, we want to make sure that all the other people- Oh, so if, if I know, like for the one that's next month, that there will be an opportunity for a headshot, then I'll come headshot ready. I mean, I knew it was there, but I had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Some there's people just no, needed to see no it. There's no excuse to make for not promoting myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to make and what, what happened was, you know, because a lot of us have been indoors and we haven't really seen each other. I know I haven't seen a lot of people. You know, that brought on, you know, different opportunities for me to work with other people. One of the gentlemen who is, um, I am poet deep, uh, We'll be working on his um, electronic press kit, you know, and part of that was him getting new headshots. So now he has somebody he can go to to get new headshots, you know, and, and get the press kit part together because that's really important because the media aspect of what is required when you're promoting yourself is people to see who you are now. No right. longer can you hide behind your brands anymore. Nobody can do that. They want to see who's behind the the brand and many people got away with that for years but now they want to see you they want to see who the designer is they want to see who and before it was just the models they just cared about the model and the designer walked down and back one time and that's all you saw of them they wasn't doing interviews or press junkets now the designers in your case the designers the the seamstress all them people are are in the forefront of their business now they can no longer hide behind their models and the ad campaigns and such, and you just see a name. So, yeah. Um, in terms of um, what you were teaching, you were teaching more marketing and branding. Um, right. What were some of the questions that you got? Um, some of the conversations that came from it. 
the conversations, a lot of the conversations that I had was they didn't know. That yeah, no. most of my fast week was there, but I don't have a marketing budget. And we've been here for 15 years. We, we, we're on, I mean, 15 seasons. We're on social media. But, you know, what I've learned in this walk is that, um, is that if you don't walk in certain cliques, then it's kind of sort of like they, um, I don't want to give them too much power, but they kind of sort of monopolize the gateways of mm-hmm. marketing. Um, right. If you're not friends with them, you know, if you don't do what they expect you to do for your show, it's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to make sure nobody hears about it. You know, I hear stuff all the time about, about what people say about us. And most of the things that's on the streets because one of us told them no. Mm. Like that conversation we had before we left to go to um, was it Cheesecake Factory. So, you know, I don't um, I don't know why. That was one of their main questions. How can they be a part of it, you know, as far as a designer or a model? And I let them know that you have to apply online to be a designer to showcase. And then for the model, you also have to follow. Like, you just can't talk to me and get in. It, I mean, that, that lets you know that you need to focus on a PR person to bring that, I mean, part of it is, like I said in the beginning, it's the I audience. I've had people in the past and it just, it was, they were garbage. Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, it, it just shows you what, what is necessary because you can only go but so far in promoting before you need somebody that can specifically do that. Well, um, I have somebody on board now, hopefully, mm-hmm. this cross, prayers lifted. That's all they do because I, I will take the blame for a lot of it because for the first maybe 12, no, what's 15. So maybe all the way up until our 13th season, I did it all. Mm-hmm. Like, I I had people that have, oh, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. And I didn't <laughs> let go and let them. So um, when I finally let go and let them and let them do their job, instead of me trying to do everybody's job, it made a big difference. So now I'm at a point now where we do have, matter of fact, I'm meeting with them next Friday. Um, so we can get the shows up and running and get it moving because we put it on, uh, we put it on social media, we put it on social media and we got picked up. I think it was like the first week we announced it by this publication in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I picked up meaning that they pushed it, they promoted mm-hmm. it, whatever. How do you do it on the IG world? And that was. That was amazing. So if you go to the website, you'll see the publication that pushed it. Now we're starting to get all these requests from photographers that want to cover it. And my issue with photographers is they don't give me the images. Like when you come shoot our show, I need to see no image can be put anywhere until I have approved it. And what I do is I go through each one of the photos and I pick out if a designer gets 20 looks, he gets 20 images. You don't get the whole ring. I mean, the whole... um, not it's not a rave. The whole you don't get the whole cluster of images. What you gonna do with all that? And then some of the images that are taken might not be, although they look good, they still might not be a good representation of the shows. So 
you so know. Maybe, so, and I'm proposing to you maybe doing a um, a live maybe to with your designers and with your PR team and your production team um, to kind of streamline what that may look like on the media side of promotion and marketing. Um, because I've, in the time that I've been doing this, I've just recognized what works and what doesn't work um, in terms of um, what you want your outcome to be. And I remember doing a really long, born workshop. And on the very last day, one of the nuggets that I hold true to is placement of your brand in terms of when you're marketing and how many different locations simultaneously or overlapping your advertisement should be in. Mm -hmm. And that was something that has stuck with me for a minute. And it really, you know, a lot of people get on me for not, promoting enough on social media, but social media is very fickle and it's yeah. slowly getting very restrictive. So you have to find other ways right. to promote yourself. And I've done a lot of just research in um, other publications, say print, say blog, say now the YouTubers and stuff like that and how to get into those spaces. So I would love to maybe do like maybe a mini workshop with some of your designers and your PR team just to figure out, you know, are they up to standard to even do an interview? You know, do they have a headshot? I know they, you make sure they have their website and all that together. Well, they, you know, I go into, um, like when we meet with the designers, it's not just, oh, let me see your clothes. Like I'm, I'm, it's kind of rough, not rough, me it's rough for them because I turn into this whole different person. Like the person you see right now is not the person you see doing a designer interview. I'm like straight Sharon Nixon here for the brand. Like, let me see, turn it dress. Well, I've been nosy. I've been nosy. <laughs> listening in a couple of times across the hall. So, I mean, you know, I'm really serious about this for them. Like, you can't get where you want to be, which you've mm -hmm. probably been dreaming of since you were six, if you don't have the right tools. And when right. I tell them this. It's crazy. I interviewed a designer last night and we were talking about the model process and the parents and how the show works. She said that she had never done the show where she met with the lead, had the lead um, beauty consultant that does hair and makeup. She said, I've never done that. I've always had my models to come runway ready. I said, well, that's your choice, but yeah, I got a whole team. If the show was tomorrow, we'd be ready to rock and roll to do your looks. You meet with the, you meet with the, um, the beauty consultant, and you and her, you go over your looks, and she has a little face chart with the faces and put the colors on it. I don't know what, what's the official name for it. That's not my lane anymore, so I don't need to know what it is. That's her lane because that's what she does. She's licensed. Uh, she has a Maryland state license. She's COVID certified in the cosmetology field. I'm not. So you need to talk to her. And so, you know, she was kind of amazed that she was asking me a lot of questions. I could answer them. But at the end of the day, I do have a team. And I have to meet with my team, too, to let them know the dynamics of what could be a part of the event. So what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. You know, even the funny, the weirdest, the weirdest, the most weirdest and most irritating thing that I have found, and I have been wanting to do ballroom professional like this since 2006. I went to um, my very first show at Bryant Park in 2005, 
And when I went, I said, oh my God, we got to do this. But the, the, with the shows that we're doing, they're time-based, which means the fee is reflective of you receiving every seat that's in that venue. This, this show was not designed, the shows at BFW, for us to provide or have availability tickets for the general public. Those seats were for you to invite your clients. I don't care who you invite, just those seats. It's part of your registration. So because so are they paying for the seats? Are the customers? It's, it's a part of their registration. So when you do an industry show, that's how it was done. It's by invite only. No one can get, if you're not on the list, it's like with Fiesco uh, said, if you're not on the list, who brought you? So, you know, it's their show. They get their time slot. They invite who they want. I see every guest. We go over the seating list. This is who we have. This is who we have for the show. Um, mm -hmm. This is where you want them to sit. And they have, they, that's their final decision. I am just so amazed at all of the designers we've interviewed. None of them are ready. Oh. And it could be because it's in Baltimore and they don't have any client base here. But th the way I look at it is that you're toning that um, this is the type of designer you are. You work with this client, this client, this client, but you can't fill. And to me, that's a minimal number of seats. You can't even do what, what I'm What I'm saying to you is it's a problem that's across the board. And speaking yeah. specifically of the, the arts, it's a problem that's across the board because many of us, even the ones of us that, um, that's nasty. Even the ones of us that have gone to school and learned this or taken courses and classes, it still becomes a thing of us not knowing all that there is to know. I went to school to be an actor. I was not taught how to audition. Right. I was not taught how to promote myself. Those right. are things that you learn along the way, but the longer it takes for you to actually do those things, you won't go. So if it takes you 30 years into your craft and you're struggling, it's because you have not learned how to do those things, how to market yourself. The fact that you need a good working headshot and it doesn't yeah. have to be something super expensive. You have to know how to reach out to the press. If they are, if they are, are they allowed to sell their tickets? They can do whatever they want with the tickets. I so if they're promoting their individual showcase, now it's a lot different because it's not all of the shows going back to back in this one platform. So now they have to learn to market those events. Now they don't need to learn how to, you know, advertise. So you can be the designer and all that. So I'm letting you know right now because, because I'm so in-depth in the shows right now, that's going to be your job, your job and PR's job. You two are going to work together and y'all going to have a meeting once we make our final decisions. I, I, but you know, I interviewed you. You've given me some of your designers to interview in the right. past. Right. And some of them had never did interviews before. And, that, and some that, of them had personalities, but that doesn't always make for a good interview. Right. And that's something that needs to be, you know, because I'm working on stuff in the background. So, you know, some of these designers that we're in it, you know, that we're interviewing now, not interviewing, but yeah, I guess there's an interview that we're meeting with. I'll say that meeting with now, some mm. of them will be ready for, they're ready now for the designer debut next year. 
doing um in September doing New York Fashion Week because we're going back there next year. I've opened a couple of weeks to look at spaces. So I'm like, yeah. you know. But you you have to it's, it goes beyond you just wanting this and this being a part of your passion. Like you really have to make way for it. That's something that I'm learning right now with this space. You know, I I was ready for this space, but in terms of the longevity of being ready, that's the stuff that I'm scrambling now. You know, I should have did these grants. I should have did grants last year so I could be receiving them right now. And I'm okay getting through the rest of this year. But that's something, that's the part of this that I never thought about. I think, I think that's that part is instilled, not instilled, but it's a part of, that part is a part of all of us. Like, so it's like some, unfortunately for some of us, we're just waking up and knowing that this, these um, avenues are here for us. And now like, oh, okay. So let me, let me see what this is about. You know, and I'm one of those people. I've been so, I guess I've been in my cocoon just making stuff work. And now that we have shows, it's a whole different mindset. And, you know, my mother works with me, so I'm trying to change her thinking, which I'm not doing a very good job at. But because, you know, my mother, she likes to do what she likes to do. And that I'm going to let her do that. So when you have people on your team that are committed to, they have their special, um, I guess areas that they are very passionate about. Mm -hmm. You just let them do what they love and you work out the rest. Right, right, right. And so that's that's, that's what but I, that's that's part of good leadership as well. Having a, a framework for what you want, being able to convey that with as much detail as possible to the people that you're working with, and then trusting that they'll do it and then monitoring them throughout the process. But it but took me able to step away from it. seasons to get 13. That's thir really 15 years. Because I started working on Fashion Week two years before it actually launched. I took two years to learn. If you would if you return my Facebook message. <laughs> what Facebook message? You could have we could have had this argument years ago. It's not an argument. Been there already. You know what? I'm here now. So because there's, I mean, I, in, even in every part of my life, wait, look, I guess there's a little. But look, we're going to look behind us. Look behind you. I'm not looking behind you. Go with me. Go with me. We're going to look behind us. Do it, Nate. You make me sick. Okay, so and that's the past, and now we're moving forward. There we no, go. But that's what I'm saying. But sometimes you got to let people know what is what was the breakdown. Because sometimes they forget. But for yeah. me, I just think there's. I, I'm not an overly critical person. It's just for me, I'm a problem solver. Yeah, you are. And it just is, I just, I broke a lot of stuff as a child and I had to figure out how to fix it but before my mother found out. And that's that's where that comes from. I'm just being honest. I, I was clumsy. Uh, but it's just, it's trying to figure out how things connect. Right. And a lot of people push their problems and you never hear any solution come out their mouth. Like, well, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm gonna wait for somebody to come and help me. But that person may never come. Right. And that person may be looking at you right now, like, nope, not doing that. Right. And it's 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 fine to not know, but right. it's worse to be in a space where you don't have any outlets, you don't have any solutions. 
Like, what are you really going to do? You know, are you going to go out there and shake a leg and get the money that you need? Or are you going to go get a second job? Or are you going to start offering more wraparound services? You know, if you're going to do everything in-house, you need to start providing services that are monetary, that you can monetize. So you can afford to do everything in-house. Because sometimes doing everything in-house is expensive. Right. You know, because you make so many mistakes and then you have to wind up paying somebody at the last minute more money as if you just, you know, had a plan for it in the beginning. But this is, it's it's necessary. Um, it was, it stunned me how many young people showed up and not only showed up, but really were receptive to it. Mm -hmm. Because we're in a space right now where everybody wants, don't nobody want to work for nobody. Either. Yeah. So you got to figure out how to make it work. And one of the things that are most for Black people that always comes up is the money aspect. But you have to be prepared for the money. Right. I've gotten lump sums of money throughout my life, but especially in my 20s, I wasn't prepared for that money. Because to Jamaica, we went. <laughs> that was not. not to Jamaica, we went. It's <laughs> No, I, I'm a person that just like to lay on the beach, Ooh. under the shade and the beach. I don't need to do nothing else. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a drinker at all. So I didn't need to do those things. I may go to the lower shops and, and spend a couple of dollars, but I just like to luxuriate. But that, that was my, you know, being prepared for those things now is what is necessary. But you know, the older you get, the more those lump sum opportunities come about. You you looking for them now to come. Right. Every time I walk down my stairs, I was like, there's a check in this mailbox. Somebody's put a check in there. Sometimes it works out, because sometimes it be a check in there. And it's the, it's the best day possible. But knowing what to do with that money is, right. is necessary. Like, where do you put it at? Right. Right. You, you know, what do you invest in? outside of your business supplies and, and demands, like where do you put it? And, you know, so, you know, that's the next person that I'm, I'm actually seeking out a financial advisor now and not one that's just gonna tell you, you know, go do this with your money and do that, but somebody who has actually made the mistakes and understand that as a jewelry designer, I have to focus a lot of my attention, a lot of my financial attention on supplies. Right. But then I have to always make sure I have enough to be able to mail the orders out yeah. and to get things at the last minute and just have on hand money. So I have to do a lot of these grants right now because I need to catch up to where I fell behind. So I everything I make isn't going into renting this space. Right. You yeah. know, which can easily happen when you get caught up and get behind. Mm -hmm. How do you get out of that hole? So that has been my spew of information. <laughs> but I'm 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 now being able to see how everyone needs these things and not just the few. I mean, if you've been in business for this money up to years versus you just being 18 and wanna own your own business, we all have the same fears and anxiety about money and being able to afford things. I'm a person that I jump off the cliff without even think of, thinking about my safety net. And See, that's I the, the official. 
I can't. I'm very, very analytical. Like I need to. If I can't see the end result, I'm not doing it. But I see it. I see the end result. That's how I'm able to jump. I don't see the road ahead. You tell me what that was safety. Yeah. So the safety net is you seeing the road to get you to the goal. The goal is always vivid in my mind. Right. You see, you see the road that gets you there, and the goal is often unclear. For me, I see the goal. So I'm like, oh, that's what's going to happen. Let me jump off the bridge. And I don't plan the rule ahead of me, which gets very rocky at times. And that's the problem that I've faced in life, that I'm always willing to just try something new. That's how I got into radio. I mean, you know? I try, like I'm trying something new tomorrow. Uh, it was supposed to be tonight, but it'll have to be tomorrow now because I'm busy working on my boutique site, but um, I'm, I'm trying something. It's not really new. I'm just reintroducing it. So we'll see how that goes. Bonnie, can we share her screen so we can see her, her uh, website? Is that possible? Which one? Which website? Your uh, boutique website. Oh, yay. Nope. Which one? You said no. I did. You're, uh, <laughs> You're so mean. So maybe we can figure out how to share it. Uh, oh, I can share place. screen. I got a green dough. Oh, so, stable participants. <laughs> That's what it said. Thank you very much. So, um, and so tell us more about that part because you're supposed to be doing a pop-up shop here on please don't tell me that's the 26th too because i think I, I did a lot of stuff the 26th of march i think it is because my father's is. birthday is the 25th and my old my oldest son's birthday is the 27th because we talked yeah. about this it's like uh-oh yeah. <laughs> so what am i doing on the 26th of march well, you'll be showcasing your thing here. Oh, yeah, you want to tell me what, what I should bring. You want to let me know what I should bring, because that's what I need to start working now. So, I mean, you just show me your inventory. Well, I suppose you came to see your inventory. Yeah, like third, for the third time you didn't show up, but that's okay. I'm not counting. I mean, I, it's, it's just me. So, I don't care. It's just me. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm, I'm saying it is just me in terms of. When something comes up, now that I have a location, it's not, um, and I have set hours for stuff, I have to sometimes be like, oh, this is, I have to be there. <laughs> and then I forgot, because last week it was Friday, and I was like, oh, no, it's Friday. So I forgot it was Friday the last two weeks. Right. Okay. I need you to get a watch, a calendar, something, a Lexus. Oh, so, so I need to go back to a calendar format. Because I just go based off of what needs to be done. No. Because most times I do stuff ahead of time. I have to just put them in the place. So it's, it's typically already done. I just have to physically go there or physically bring something there or physically mail something off, so on and so forth. But it is really, um, it's cool. It's, it's a cool feeling because I feel like it's I have- It's a cool feeling to stand me up three times. That's a cool feeling. Well, it's not a cool feeling. Cool? It's not, but 
clearly three times three times he's sitting together. But see, you you right now have the balance of having a day job and then you make time for all the other stuff that you do. For but me, that's not easy though. I'm, I struggle. You know how I many? So I work a, a full time job, but then I have to make time for about seven different projects, and one project has like a, an attachment of maybe four that are not active. They're active, but it's just like okay, next month, next month, this month. I got the youth open mics coming up, hopefully in June. That's going to be the the. Did you make any connections for that? Because there were many influence in there. I really did. And so we have a, we're coming up with a new program, um, a STEM focused program, more about engineering. I've always, always wanted to do that. Steam. So then we held at the, uh, is it Blackwater? Yes. Yes, it's going to be held at Blackwater. So I'm be calling her um, B Fly tomorrow, and we're going to figure it all out. And it's STEAM, not STEM. Oh, because of, oh, because of arts. Is that what of the art. Oh, Steve. Okay. Well, Steve, I'm just worried about the engineering part. And it is an art too. So it's an E and the A because of the, the music. That's part of the art and the engineering is the studio. But I'm really, I'm so oh, is that... what? The A is not what E is that engineering? E is engineering, That's S what... is science, T is technology, and A is arts. So I'm focused on the engineering. Like, oh. Well, I said what? You said M music. No. I said the, I said the art. Better. I said music is under the arts. That's what I said, sir. This is stand me up three okay. times. You okay. he can't hear. This just stood me up three times. So the A is the music and the engineering is the studio. And I'm excited. Mm. Something else I'll have to figure out. But it's okay. It's a happy medium that it will all figure itself out. I'm not worried about it because it's all going to be fabulous and Gail is going to come and we're going to go to Starbucks and hang out. Me and Gail Gail who? Gail King. Oh, wow. I'm speaking it into existence. I met her. I she like, likes okay. to eat. She likes she to eat. It to me. She said, no, I'm not. Just, you got to take it somewhere where it's really good food because she likes to eat. That's fine. There's plenty of places here in Baltimore. Plenty of places. Miss Nixon loves to eat. She loves yeah, to eat. You like the food stuff, though. I like you don't really like to eat. It's dirty with the barbecue sauce. As long as I get up under my nails, that's nasty. But can't be sitting there, you know, licking your nails. That Anyway, yeah. So, yay. So, that's coming up. I meet with B-Fly tomorrow. Um, and we're gonna figure it all out, but it's gonna be in June. I'm so excited. While we while I was there Saturday, I met you guys because we're gonna take it up to age 20. I just need to write um social work shy to make sure that I don't, you know, because I got the blueprint from them. So I'm following their blueprint. I just need to make sure Nick is okay with us taking it to the age of 20, because I think they stopped at 19. But before I call him, I'll pull out my information, the blueprint, and read it again. I'm really, really excited. Like we have money on the table. So there's a grand prize. So there'll be um, first, second, and third place. Um, of course, the first place winner wins the most money, which is really good. I've been looking at awards 
uh, you know, I love my acrylic awards. So um, I've been looking at them. So each student, well, each person that performs, if they win, they get, you know, um, an award. And I got to find judges. Um, I got to hook up with my host because I'm not hosting it. I don't, you know, I'd love to be in that atmosphere, but I don't speak that language. So I need to get somebody in there that speaks it. So the performers will feel, you know, they'll feel like they're at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm, I got a, a, a caterer that's on board. I said, okay, so you're on. So let me see if you can come in. Because, you know, most places have their own list of caterers that they deal with. So I'm really excited. Can you tell? I'm really excited. Like, I'm so excited. Can but that's, that's part of just being active and, and getting outside of your office space and your mind space and connecting with people because that's how things actually start formulating. Yeah. You can think of and strategize for and all those things, but until you actually begin to meet people and talk to people, that's when you start seeing your dreams. That's why when like if I talk to somebody, I already can see how I fit in. Right. Right. That's what I listen for when I talk to somebody. And then right. I present that to them and either they like it or they're too unconfident to like it. And that's how we handle it. Unconfident. I mean, that's what happens. Because sometimes people don't, they don't trust their ideas outside of their hands. Yes. And it becomes a thing of they hold it and they hoard it. And it could be so much better and they're working so much harder if they just let it go like at some point you got to let your children go to school and learn from a teacher and that's what I did with fashion week I was this quarter I mean my, my team knew my information but it was just like no I want to know so mm-hmm. you know it was it was for years I could not go in the back but I would go anyway like I paid for all this like I'm coming in the back and then one day after the event because my son runs back a house he came to me he said ma I need you to stop respecting me and I run back to the house. He said, so if I say you can't come in the back of the house, you cannot come in the back of the house. So now if I need something in the back of the house, I'll text him like, can you send me blah, 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 or can you bring me? I don't even go near the door. I don't, I don't go anywhere near back of the house. If I'm in there, it's because I forgot into something. I'm not talking to nobody. I'm going to go get what I need and I'm out. I don't even say hi to people. I just say hi, y'all, and then I go because I don't want no problems with him. Because there's no way I'd be able to do this if he ever said that he wouldn't do it again. I don't know how I would do it. Without any of my team members, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. If mm-hmm. any of them, even one of them said, I can't do this anymore, I do not know what I would do. Baltimore I mean, you do. You would do it yourself, but... Well, I mean, cool. but I'm at a point now where I'm doing, in place of the stuff I used to do myself, now that I have team members who are here from the, the beginning of time doing it, and I let go and let God, so to speak. You know, they do it. I'm, I'm, I don't even consider that as part of my job anymore. Like they have their own schedules. They, the only thing they say to me is, can you put the form up on the website? We're ready to start interviewing. You know, or tell the people, and that's all I do. Oh, did you get my email address? Oh no, let me do that. So I get the email address. I send it to them with the here. Here's how you check it. I don't check their email addresses. They do all that. That's still new. They grown folk. I don't have time. I'm busy. I'll believe it when I see it. Ask any other listening place right now. I got to set Kenya's email address up. Okay. I thought about April 1, it'll be done. I Just let me get through this impact course. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
So you come into the impact awards? I can come. I can come. It's in my price range. I can come. No, I need I need a server. So can you be a server? Sure, sure, sure. Thank you. Thanks, Nate. I'll make sure I remind you every day for the rest of the better be, it better be a plate there for me. It will be. You get first steps. Okay. So the first the first people to get fed are the photographers. So you see me, you Sounds see like me. it that just made it free. Right. What, what did you say? Sounds like it just made it free. It did. It was free. He's working. So when you see me making my plate and putting it to the side, I don't want to hear your mouth. No, you're not going to hear my mouth. Because my mouth. Mouth. You say me like, like, that's I will make sure you have your aluminum foil so you can wrap it up and put it wherever. So, like I was saying, I have my, my chef coat and everything. There you go. My serve safe certificate. There you go. And wear my badge. There you go. Where the fuck do that? So I need three, two more people, and then it went good with that. But this has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Um, Hi, Crystal. I heard the girl from uh, the I'm She podcast. And, uh, but um, just, just learn how to ask. Even if you hear no, be confident in asking. See, I you just know, asked you, what did I tell you? Which one did I do? Which one? When I just asked, I told you you were helping with the food. But I asked no, you asked me, you asked me. I don't mind, I don't mind helping. I have to just, I it just don't. can't, I hope this is not on March the 26th because. It's March 19th. It's in 15 days. Are you busy on the 19th? The 19th? No, I'm not busy. Is that a Saturday? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But it's in the evening time, correct? At 7 p.m. You need to be there by oh, yeah. 7 p.m. Because on the the nineteenth, on March the nineteenth, we're doing the um, Artist Life Black History three sixty five collection. That's going to be the pop up show um, for the nineteenth, and that is from eleven to six. Um, and then on so the ninth, oh wait a minute, that's UPS. Let me turn my. I got on. Let me hold on. That's UPS. Hold on. Okay, and then on the nineteenth. On the 19th, we're doing uh, S. Monique Smith. She is the longest living Jane Doe. And she has a very interesting story on being abducted at the age of one. Um, and the woman uh, who took her falsified many documents and she wrote a book about it. She just recently was connected with her family, um, her sister and learned about her mom and that she had six other siblings. They all look just alike. So she wrote a book about her experience. She just did a Netflix documentary on being taken. Uh, and it's, I think it's called Taken on Netflix. And it just won the NAACP award for that. So we'll be talking about that on the 19th along with her book. Uh, we'll be book signing her book. Uh, and going on and talking about doing an author chat with her. And then she was also a fabric um, artist where she makes these really elaborate. Um, and you might, you should come on the 19th if you have time that day. Um, and come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'll on the 19th of, did I say the 19th? You said Joyce is on the 19th, right? Yeah. 
I got to, I'm going to find on the 12th. So I, I meant to say the 12th of March, there is the Black Artist, the Art, Artist Life Black History 365. I'll be doing a collection. I, I don't think you can see the images behind me, but they are part of the exhibition for the 12th. Um, for the pop-up shop. And then on the 19th, we'll have S. Monique Smith here. Um, and we'll be doing a workshop with her. And it is um, partially her book signing and we'll be doing a book talk, an author talk with her. Um, and like I said, she's the longest living Jane Doe. Uh, she was abducted at the age of one and she did not find out about her uh, false identity until she was about to register a business, uh, I think in her 20s. Um, this is the Jane Doe, the, the, the- My name is, her, she's on social Doe. media is, is known as Monique, uh, but her name that she gives is S. Monique Smith. And I think Pearson, cause she's been married. So she's been married, she's had children, she's went to school, she's went to college and all under false pretense. Um, and she is gonna, she's talking about her book where she found out um, her, the lady who abducted her lied. She had been molested and all types of things from the family members of that woman. Um, and she just recently met her sister and found out that she has six other siblings. She learned about her mom um, and she's gonna go through the whole ordeal. She's also a, a fabric artist that does these big elaborate, uh, flower brooches. Um, so they'll be on display along her books for you to buy, purchase, get signed, and then we'll be doing a uh, author talk. And that is from 11 until five on the 19th. And then on the 26th, 11. So the author will be there on the 19th? The author will be there on the 19th. And what time is she speaking? Because I might uh, She should be speaking probably at one. We probably start her at one. All right. Well, if your team is on that gun, you you can't free, right? Oh wow! Is that we doing live on YouTube? That's fine. I'll talk to you when this is over. That's fine. <laughs> but so, and then on the twenty sixth, Sharon's be coming down with her collection. Um, and and tell me what, I, what I should do. Well, we got time. We got time. It's the twenty sixth. We don't have time if you want me to. Have something ready for pop up shop. Well, I'll that. come this weekend. I'll come Sunday. Sunday after. goes to BMA, so come down after three. Mm, excuse me, she's so cultured. Uh, well, but we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out by the end of this weekend. Um, what? But she'll bring down her collection. She does these acrylic designs, uh, trinkets, jewelry, artwork, and we'll have them on display for her on. Uh, you talking about me? Yes. Oh, I've already okay. been promoted because I already did the first event right for S. Monique Smith. Okay. Yes, yes, sir. We'll have that. Um, and we'll also have some some uh tea tastings from the herbal diva. Shout out to Jada oh Cole. God, today, is her, today is her 40th birthday, her old ass. And her, her birthday party is also on March 26th. <laughs> birthday party is also on March 26th. So just pray for me from March 26th, please. 
Please we'll pray just pray for you from today on out because you don't know what your schedule is. So we'll just pray for you for the rest of the month. I don't, but I, the event came last, so that may have to suffer. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, my event? Huh? My event has to suffer? Your event is on the 26th, too? The 19th, Jesus. Oh, but you, I'm talking about the 26th. I'm good okay, for the 19th. Because I only have to think during the daytime, and then I can come straight there. But on the 26th is where I'm struggling, because I still plan the daytime, and then... The poetry, I made like trick her to be like, I thought you said we were going to do it on a different day. Uh, but yeah. And then I have to rush out to Parkville. No, you These need a car. You need a car. I do. So let's get them benefactors together so I can get a car. I'm open now. I'm, I'm not afraid. Publicly on YouTube. When you get your car, I'll give you $100 from the Sharon Nixon fund. Okay. Gas money. Okay. Sharon Nixon fund. $100. i am going to go to the bank and get you a $100 per spill. But it, it got to come in the car. You know, I'm all about presentation. I don't care where it comes from. It's going right in the tank because okay. I'm all about gas money. Are you going to read the card? I give you like two more. Yeah, I can hang it from the dashboard. That's nice. There you go. No obstructive views, though, no tickets. But um, I, um, again, this has been the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Excuse me today, I'm a little off. Um, I've been having really bad headaches, and I think it's distress um, and the fact that I haven't been drinking enough water. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm good. Are you good? Let's be good. And I'm good. All that. Um, Can I yeah. show them my thing? Like sure. So is I that part of the collection of stuff you bring in? No. The what? Is that part of the stuff you bring in? I like that jacket. I know the jacket is straight fire. So look at the back of the jacket. Oh, wow. I like that. And um, so this will be on the CK show site soon. Um, will you bring some of them on the 26th? Uh, probably, yeah. I can bring some. Yeah. I got fire. I got straight fire. I don't know where this came from in me, but it's just like, what? How's the quality of that jacket? It's heavy. Like, you could probably wear it if you're in a car. You could probably wear this to be, be okay. Um, it's thick. The buttons are there. Yeah. This is an extra large, and I had to get, you know, for the girls, I had to get an extra large so I could close it because, you know, I'm on public transportation. So, not all, you know, you even get into the Uber, you still need to be comfortable. And so the the arms, the strings while we're on the arms. But I got some fire jackets on the site. Straight fire. And they're reasonably priced. How much is that jacket? This will be 50. 50. And they usually, I, I want to specialize in plus size clothes. We do have regular sizes, but I'm plus. So that's what I wear first. And this, this comes in all the way up to a 5X. So most of the jean jackets and skirts and jumpsuits that are on the site, um, they all go up to like a 5X. I'm looking for a long jacket. And then we have one. We have one on the site. I think it's 40. It's really, really long. Like it comes down to your ankles. But this has been I'm another fine. edition. 
We can talk afterwards, but um, my energy is drained. Thank you, people. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at The Artist Exchange. Um, definitely, I don't know. I think Instagram has been punishing me for the last couple of months because it won't let me post. Um, so I'm, I, my page has been empty. Every now and again, it'll let me get something through. Facebook is like, I, that's where you can find me. So that page stays up to date. Um, Bashtop Blue Jewelry, all that junk. Find me, fam. Fam, that's nice. Fam, gifts from a special someone. Fam, all that. You like that? Little fire poster. I love that picture. Who's that dude in the bottom? Oh, God. Look at, look at that guy. Damn. That was my, that's my newest headshot. Thank you to David uh, Eden. He didn't make me wait. He came to my house and it was done like that. Take a note, photographers, get the work done. Uh, but again, Be Exposed Radio, Be Exposed Media. Go to the website, www.beexposedmedia dot com or bigsposedradio.com either way you will be on there read the articles listen to the music watch my show donate to my show um all that and come to the impact awards on the 19th on the 19th i'll be serving and i'll be serving <laughs> the dress i'm wearing okay well i don't have to dress up even thank you lord <laughs> I'm aware the same thing I'm gonna Tell me why I woke up this morning and my knee was hurting.